Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, it's another episode of All Turns, No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, and she is Tam. Hey, hey, hey. And you know what we want to jump into, at least I know what I want to just go straight into, and that's the race from this past weekend. Big Tony Stewart, Big Smoke comes away with the win. I don't want to talk about anything else other than I just want to get right into it, Tam, because you called it from last episode. I don't think anybody else called it but you. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> Ladies love smoke. Yeah, last week I picked based on my heart, but there was some facts. There was a history. I knew, I say it every week, this guy can race anytime, any place, on any track. Yep. And I said, you know what? If AJ Armadinger can win on a road course, mm-hmm. why can't Tony? You're right. And I watched ESPN. I watched and listened to all of the other networks. And I'm going to be honest with you, nobody, and I mean nobody, probably picked Tony Stewart other than his pit crew and his family and himself. And that's about it. Because if you went down to Vegas and threw money down on Tony Stewart, I bet you everybody would have laughed at you, and then they would have applauded you (laughs) after that race was over. I was in Vegas, and my intentions were to put money on Tony. Remember last week, we talked about it, but I got to Vegas right in the middle of the race. This is like completely just personal, but I had a nervous breakdown because the internet was not working at my hotel. <laughs> well, that's and a good reason to have a nervous to get breakdown. On Twitter. I had my earplugs in. I have Sprint, so of course I have Race View on my phone. So I'm listening to the play-by-play on Race View, but I'm trying to get on my computer so I can actually watch the race. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm mad, I'm upset, I'm using my favorite word, I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs, and if you guys don't know at the moment, my favorite word is idiot, 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 Well, I along th- with the F-bomb. Yeah, you're so right. So you put the two <laughs> syllables together, but with that being said, I'm listening, then we got down to the last 27 laps, and next thing I know, I, I think it was at the caution that was at 22 laps to go. Somehow, all I know is I heard Tony. 25, I can't remember, but you're right. It was somewhere around there. Yeah, I heard Tony's name, and I said, wait, what? I'm going to have a complete breakdown. Yeah, well, he was running 17th at the time. Well, let's back up. I heard Danica's name. I said, Danica led a lap. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm checking my phone. You're like, there must have been a big wreck, right? (laughs) I said, oh, somebody on Twitter is making a joke. What, what happened? Yeah, I but know. But then when, when I heard Tony's name, everything went. It's like I dumbed out, blacked out, had a panic attack. Yeah. Was fighting the air. I mean, it was I know. the best thing. I bet. If you are a Tony Stewart fan, let, let me just backtrack. If you are a NASCAR fan, it was everything. Yes, yes, it was. And you know what? Two things. I think anybody out there listening or anybody out there that relies on the internet, which is probably 95% of the people in this world, I think they would agree that 
they would have had a nervous breakdown too without any internet service because I know I go crazy when I can't get internet service. I want to just chunk my phone across the freeway and I mean, I just want to throw it away. And uh, so I totally understand. Number two, I think even if you got into Vegas in the middle of that race, I think they still would have let you put money on Tony Stewart. That's how they weren't worried about whether he was going to win that race or not because nobody picked him. But the fact that you said that and you went with your heart and it wasn't so much that you were going based on his performance uh, this whole entire year, which obviously he really hasn't even raced all of the races because of the back injury that he had. But the fact that you went out on a limb and you picked Smoke to win this race and he came away with it, even if you would have come in second, I still would have been highly impressed with that pick. But remember, I said that because he came in seventh, was it? The race yes. before, that he has some momentum going right. for him. And I you agree. Know, for our listeners, understand, like when I make a pick, sometimes it is emotional, but it's emotional always based on history and facts. Right, because you and, do do your research before yeah, you do your picks. I mean, you guys I know this is the eighth episode of All Turns No Breaks. And each week when we give our predictions, I give you the history. I let you mm -hmm. know who won the last five races. So, again, I picked Tony because I thought that he had been doing good. Yeah. The last race he was doing good. And I said, it's a road course. There is an opportunity for this guy to kind of step up to the plate. And he mm -hmm. stepped up. He stepped up and he stepped in and showed out. In a major, major way. And I know that I've been on record saying that I didn't think Tony Stewart was going to win a race this year. And as much as I hated to say that because I knew it was uh, his last year of racing and he was going out, I would love to see him win a race. But I just didn't think he was going to do it based on just when he started coming back and racing, it just didn't seem like nothing was going his way. He just couldn't really get a good car to race. And not that he couldn't get a good car to race. It just seemed like nothing just was happening in a positive direction for him. But the way he won this race was just... Let's just talk about the way that he ended the race. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I think Denny Hamlin could have easily won that race at the very end on that very last lap. And I think we all saw the bump at the very end where Tony got inside of him. Me personally, I had no issue with that bump. If Denny Hamlin had an issue, I think maybe he should have had an issue if it was any other driver other than Tony Stewart. Yeah, Denny didn't really have an issue yeah. with it. I mean, let's just keep it 100. I would have bumped him too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I in think fact... Tony had a lot to say. He said if it was a fight, he would have came out. And oh, yeah. Basically, Hamlin would have had two black eyes. <laughs> yeah, I know. You I know? think that, that would have been Kislowski or Logano or somebody like that. That might have been completely different. Yeah. I'm not mad at the bump whatsoever. Tony saw an opportunity. He took it. He bumped. He grinded. And he came home with the win. As simple as that. This guy was racing with mm -hmm. a rookie crew chief. Yeah, yeah. Everything was stacked against him. I'm not even sure Denny Hamlin would have done the same thing. I think he would have. Denny Hamlin is already qualified to be in the chase based on his points and stuff. And, and even with Tony winning this race doesn't really necessarily put him in the chase just yet. I believe he's only like nine points out of the race on the outside looking Tony's in. going to the chase. I'm calling it now. I totally so agree I'll with you. So I'll see you guys in Vegas because remember I said <laughs> if Tony makes it 
to the chase, I would go back to Vegas for NASCAR's champions. League. Right, you're absolutely you know, right. Going back to Denny, Denny would have did the same thing. Yeah, In fact, I Denny was coming too. for him. Denny was gunning. Oh, yeah. And Denny made that one fatal mistake where he kind of went wide. Right. And it opened the door for Tony. Yeah. But let's, let's keep it. As yeah. I have already said, 100. Right. Denny would have did the same thing. Absolutely. And I know, going back to the whole caution incident, I think some people might go, oh, well, this was all set up, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't care if it was a setup or not, and when I personally don't think it was. But let me tell you something. This is good for the sport. This is good for NASCAR. Having Tony Stewart win this race, win a race in general, is good for the sport. Just like we've been talking about the whole changing of the guard with the young drivers to the new drivers and how we're seeing this unfold. I think just as much as that is important for this sport, having Tony Stewart in his last season of racing before he hangs it up is great for this sport. To see him finally try to have some kind of positive thing go on as he's going out. You know, maybe he might not go out on top, but just to see him go out this way and actually have a win underneath his belt is absolutely phenomenal. And make no mistake, who's to say that he can't win three more races? Seriously, with him winning this race, could you imagine the confidence that this guy has now? Can you imagine the confidence that his whole entire crew has I think it's phenomenal. Do you think it was ever a lack of confidence? I mean, it's just been, a, to me, a string of bad luck. Like I said earlier, I listen to Race View. Mm -hmm. I'm always listening to Tony Stewart's radio because his radio is, is lit, as the young folks would say. He always has something to say at almost every turn. Yeah. So listening to his radio each week, I've never thought it was lack of confidence. I just always thought it was bad luck. Maybe it's not confidence, a lack of confidence thing, but you're, you're right. It could be luck because that is the way that some of these races go. I think what's phenomenal about the, the last handful of races that we had, I think with Tony Stewart winning this race is just as good and just as important as Martin Truex winning that race that he won. This is amazing. As a NASCAR fan, you have to be loving this with all of these race car drivers trying to make it in, these older race car drivers still trying to make a statement saying, hey, look, I might be fading away here, but you know what? I got one last stance and I'm going to make it a good one. I remember listening to Craven on, uh, on ESPN and he was saying how there's really not a re really good retirement parties for NASCAR drivers when they retire. You almost just kind of fade away. And that's a pretty right on statement. But that's what even makes Tony winning this race even more spectacular because of that. It's like he was fading away. And then with all the personal things that he had going on, let's be honest. This this was really really good. For it the was sport. a it was a feel good story. Yes. I mean, you mentioned it just you know a few minutes ago about Martin Truex Jr. Mm -hmm. NASCAR needs this. Yes, you know NASCAR really needs this because it's just like the old drivers have been fading away, the sport has been fading away. Yeah, and and because you, there are no storylines, right. there's no villain, there's no. Tony, I guess, kind of was the villain, just yeah. like Martin Truex was the hero. Yeah. Everybody was rooting for him. Man, but a that, funny thing happened. That's a good Tony point. went from being the villain to the hero. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there was not a single driver that had anything negative to say about Tony's win. Yeah. And you would be hard-pressed to find a true NASCAR fan, regardless if you like the guy or not, to say anything negative about this win. 
It was a great win. Mm-hmm. It was a spectacular win because it came down to the last lap on a road course where he, in fact, had to bump another driver out the way. Right. We're having this changing of the guard. We talked about it last episode before last. I'm sure Mm -hmm. we're going to continue to talk about it where the old drivers versus the new drivers. The old drivers are kind of fading out. There's a new crop of drivers. But... Right now, the old drivers are showing up and showing out. Right. And I thought what was so amazing at the end of the race where all the other drivers would kind of like pass by Tony and just shake their fists out the windows, like, you know, giving him like almost like a thumbs up, not shaking their fists like as in angry, but just like giving him a right on, man, you know, like that that, way to go, Tony. And they were all behind him. And I thought that that was just phenomenal. I love to I I love to see that when all the other drivers just come back and come around and just show support for the other drivers like that. Well, it's it's interesting you said that. I saw Joy Logano drive by kind of slow, and I was like, wait, what is Joy going to do? Yeah. I, and then I was like, <laughs> Tony, bump him. Bump him. <laughs> and I I'll never forget what Tony said. He's like, little young guy, such such, bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah, because you, there's some history back from those two guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it it was just great to see Tony. Yeah, and even the guys in the booth were rooting for him. And even though Denny kind of at one point took over, like, I think they were like, oh, no, Denny took the lead and Tony's not in the lead anymore. But then you could tell they were rooting for Tony. And I thought that that was really great, too, man. What a a great feel-good story and what what a great feel-good season we've been having so far. So let me ask you this. Because there was a couple of cautions that people thought were questionable. Right. In fact, I remember reading on Twitter, somebody felt that the powers to be made that caution happen so Tony can win. What do you think? Well, it's just like I said before a few minutes ago, and I'll reiterate it again. I don't care if you think that that was put there on purpose or not. You You can be your own conspiracy theorist if you want to, but regardless of what the circumstances were, I thought that having Tony Stewart win this race was just one good thing that we really needed for this sport. And it, you know what? And even if Denny, even if Denny Hamlin won this race, I think it would have been re- really good. Even if Tony would have came in second, it still would have been great. But the fact that he did win it and the emotion that we saw in Pit Road with his father being there, I mean, that goes to show you how important this was, not just to win the race, but like I said, even if he came in second, even if he got in the top five, Tam, I think this would have been just a feel-good story either way it goes. But the fact that he won it just makes it even much better. Well, speaking of emotions, did you catch the Fox Deportes call of the last lap? Oh, my God. Yes, I did. And I listened to that. L- ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. If you can go back and look up the Deportes guys who called the uh, for, for NASCAR, go back and listen to that last lap. And listen to them call the race. It is absolutely wonderful to listen to those two Spanish guys just go at it. Now, everybody knows me that I'm, even though I might be Hispanic and I have Mexican blood and my last name is Garcia, I don't speak fluent Spanish, but I understand it more than I can speak it. And one thing I love just as NASCAR is I love watching soccer in Spanish because these guys really, really get into it. The race was already over, and minutes even after the race was over, they're still emotionally charged. I love Uh, it. Okay. Oh, Tony Stewart. Sorry, guys. I just had to do that. (laughs) 
It's great. You have to go back and listen to that. I totally recommend you guys going back and listening to that last lap in Spanish. It's it's amazing. It gets your blood juices going. Get yeah, juices. I don't know. It gets your juices flowing. I feel like screaming. Yeah, it really gets your juices flowing. Maybe I should have said smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, if you just started listening to this, no, I'm not having a nervous breakdown. The internet is working. Don't worry. I'm not back in Las Vegas. I didn't just have a flashback. That's right. And you know what? With, <laughs> with all of these feel-good stories that have happened this year, and, and what, a, what a great season we've been having already, as enough as it is, but all of these stories about like what you've been talking about, should I go out on a limb and should I even dare say maybe we might have a Danica Patrick win before the season is out? Look at all these crazy things that have been happening. No! No! <laughs> okay, so as we always say, we're not Danica haters. We're just not Danica fans. Yeah, no, we can talk about her a little later. Let's stay yeah, we'll on. Yeah, we talk about her a little bit later. Let's stay on some positivity. AJ Allmendinger, he he almost was there. Yeah. Until pit pit roll violation. Right. I, Sadly, by his crew who let a tire go. Like this was this guy's one moment to shine. Yeah. And what do you guys do? You let a tire get away from you. Should a pit crew member be fired if something like that happens during a race? What do you think about that? I don't know. You know, that's a good question because I think that everybody has a job to do, whether it's in the pit, whether it's the crew chief, whether it's the driver, it's everybody has to be on the same page and everybody has to do their individual job 100%. And if everybody does that, there is a good chance that you come away a winner that day. Regardless of what the track is, regardless of uh, any other uh, circumstances, you know, and hopefully you get a little bit of luck. I wouldn't say that they should be fired, but I think that maybe they should be suspended and or fined because I think it gives the importance of what the pit crew's job is and how important it is. That basically cost A.J. Almendinger the race, possibly. Yeah. Seriously, it really did. How do you confront that guy? How do you, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure that guy felt like crap. I'm sure he really felt bad about that, you know, and I'm sure he knew deep down inside, I think I cost this guy the race. I really do. And I'm sure he went home and just kind of, unless maybe some of the guys told him, unless AJ confronted him, I don't know who confronts the guy, but I'm sure he knew he probably cost AJ that race. Yeah. Unfortunately, their errors are more visible. Yes. You know, say like with Clint Boyer, his mm. he had an electrical fire look like, I mean, the car pretty much filled up with smoke. Yeah, and it was obviously he was really pissed yeah, off. Yeah, clearly somebody did so. something. There could have been a faulty part, right. but that's usually mechanical error. I'm sure there's a way to trace back what happened, who did it, who installed the part. But it's a little bit different than when you actually see a pit crew member on pit row make a mistake. Yeah. Speaking of Clint, this guy can't catch a break. I'm sure he's counting down the days, the hours, the weeks to when this season is over and he is racing for Stuart Haas. Yeah. I know I can't wait because I actually think Clint Boyer is an okay driver. He just is in a bad situation. I mean, he's on a temporary team. He had a team that folded. Mm -hmm. So I think next year should be an all right year for him. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what I was saying also earlier that... If you look at at the season that we've had, several things to look at. 
Martin Truex Jr. winning a race, this Tony Stewart winning a race. I mean, who's to say that Clint Boyer can't win a race for the rest of the year? It, it's very possible. And with Tony and Martin Truex Jr. winning and all these other, you know, crazy things that have happened this season, you're not seeing the same names over and over and over again, you know. And remember, we were having Jimmy Johnson win all the time, Kevin Harvick yeah. winning all the time. Jimmy just kind of faded yes, away. J- this has just not been Jimmy Johnson's year, and it's uh, totally understandable. But you know what? It makes for a great season because it makes for a season like this where every other race car drivers that are out there can still show that they are good enough to win a championship. And I think that that's awesome. Well, we have 10 races left. Interesting enough about the 10 races, we talk about it each week, who's in the chase, Mm -hmm. who's not in the chase. But this week, I thought we would talk about team standings for the owners. And believe it or not, well, before I even tell you, who do you think is the top team as of today in the standings? What owner has the top top spot? Is it is it JGR? No. Oh, my goodness. Who is it? I'll give you another guess. Is it Stuart Haas? It is Stuart Haas. <laughs> What's interesting. That's just fitting. <laughs> Yeah, the number four, quietly, we don't hear Kevin Harvick's name that much, but quietly he's doing his thing. Oh, yeah. And guess who else is doing their thing? The number 41, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Yeah, they have the top two spots. And then right after them, we have, of course, Joe Gibbs racing with Mm -hmm. the number 19 call, Edwards. And then we have Penske, and you already know, the number two and the number 22. And... Then we have Hendrick. And then rounding out is Hendricks. At with the number twenty four and the number forty eight. What's yeah. really interesting about that is that you would think Hendrick would be in the top spot. Yeah. Because of the drivers that yeah, are. Yeah, you know, there. they're they're with, the super with Jimmy team. Jimmy Johnson there, yeah. It's really interesting to see how the team standings or owner points are unfolding at this very moment. Yeah. I mean, but you, you know what's funny is that it just takes it just takes one race to get Jimmy Johnson heated. And, I mean, who's to say that Earnhardt can't come away with a win or two before the year's out? You never know. This season has been crazy like we've been talking about. So it's just wonderful. I, I, I really was looking forward to this episode of the podcast, mainly because of uh, Tony winning the race. But, uh, I mean, let's be honest. He snapped an 84 winless streak. It is just fantastic to see that happen you know and it's been a long time since that guy's won a race that's over a two-year span yeah i mean quietly though tony is still winning he may not be winning as a driver but as an owner his crew is doing good like i read off we have kevin harvick in the top spot kurt bush Mm -hmm. there and danica led a lap yeah i mean come on does it get any better than danica leading a lap i know right (laughs) and she had a lot to say today she did a little media tour. She was on the, I believe, the Today Show, and then she was on Dan Patrick's show. Yeah, I heard her on Dan Patrick's show. Yeah, this she morning. she actually has something to say to her haters and her doubters. I read an interesting comment that pretty much said, "If Danica was not Danica, and I know that sounds weird, but saying all that to say, if she was any other driver, she wouldn't be in cup at this point in right. her career because she hasn't done anything." Right. She's had a few top 10 finishes. She sat on the pole one time, and she led a lap this weekend. I don't 
don't even think it has anything to do with her being a female. Is that she brings in the money? She brings in the sponsor dollars. A lot of money. It's just interesting to kind of see how that unfolds, and we'll see where she'll be in five years if her stats don't continue to improve. Right. Okay. Before we go on, we have to touch on our reoccurring topic, which is Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. We briefly talked about the race results from Sonoma, and just to recap. We all know, we discussed it for a good 20 minutes already. Tony won. Denny Hamlin came in second. Logano was third. Carl Edwards, surprisingly, was fourth. And Martin Truex quietly came in fifth. Your boy, Kyle Larson, came in 12th. And that was way in front of Chase. Right. Chase came in in the 21st spot. Mm -hmm. And Austin Dillon came in 22nd. But here's the interesting thing. If the chase started today, Kyle Larson would not be in. Correct. Chase and Dylan would be in based on points. And in fact, Chase would be in the number six spot if the chase started today. Right. The good thing for Kyle Larson, though, is that he finished 12th. He finished in a really good spot. So I think that's going to help him score some extra points to get him a little bit closer of getting into the chase. The only problem is that I see for Kyle Larson is that all these other drivers that are getting into the chase that we normally don't see on a regular basis, they're going to make it harder for him to get in. So I think if Kyle is going to make a move and him finishing in 12th is a good move, but I think he needs to start doing this on a consistent basis week in and week out so that he can help his chances. So if he's going to make a move, he's got to do it immediately. I think he's got to do it now. He's got to make a move. Well, the time is now. I mean, we talk about it, it seems like, every episode with these young drivers. Chase is pretty much the only one that's consistent. But there's an opportunity for Kyle as well as Austin Dillon. One name we have not mentioned is Ryan Blaney. Tony gave the perfect quote. I mean, let me go back to Tony. This is Tony, Tony, Tony's episode. So this is all about Tony. So even though we're talking about the young drivers, we're going to talk about Tony. Tony was a quote machine this past Sunday after winning the race. Tony was quoted as saying when asked about the future of NASCAR, You see, Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott, there's two guys right there that are filling seats that got this under control. I got in trouble enough one day that I got invited to fly down to Daytona, Florida, and go to the offices of NASCAR chairman and CEO Brian France. And I was only in there for 10 minutes, and then I got to drive back and fly home. But I remember him telling me, and I'm only saying this because it's the truth, he was right. And it was something that resonated. He was like, you're not bigger than the sport. You're a star in the sport, but there were stars before you, and there will be stars coming after you. With Jeff Gordon and I leaving, Chase Elliott is going to win a championship. And if the Wood Brothers keep going the way they are, Ryan Blaney is going to win a lot of races too, and potentially win a championship. The sport is healthy, trust me. So that's what Tony had to say on the future of NASCAR. Going back to Chase Elliott and everything that Kyle Larson is doing and Austin Dillon, these young guys are stepping up and showing out. Kyle has something to prove to himself, not to anybody else, but to himself. And that's what I like to see in a racer. And I think to your point, Kyle definitely helped himself this weekend with a 12th place finish. But the reality is, Chase's top 10 like he's doing his thing yeah and Kyle is just too good of a driver he is such a talented young man 
And I see a lot of races that are going to be, I, I can totally see him in victory lane in a lot of races to come in the future. But if he's going to do it and make a chase to be in the chase, he's got to do it now. He's got to do it like stat immediately because like, I, I know there's 10 races left, but let's be honest, just like what I said, all these other race car drivers that are just putting their names in the hat that we normally don't see, it's going to make it tougher for him to do that. So if he's going to make a move, uh, him and his team really need to make a move now. I want to say one thing to Tony's quote. Do you find it interesting that Tony mentioned Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott but did not mention Austin Dillon or Kyle Larson? I mean, I don't want to read too much into it, but I always compare, or I did last week, compare Austin Dillon to Chase mm -hmm. because he's a hothead. It's something I feel there's a correlation between the two. I don't know. It's just something I feel like Austin could be Tony's son because the personalities are similar. but. Right. I find this quote interesting because Ryan Blaney is great, but he hasn't done anything. Right. We not, in, not in Cup Series. Right. It's not like Blaney's name has been said like as much as yeah. Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott. So I totally, I totally see where you're going. Yeah, or Austin Dillon. Yeah. So I see where you're going with that. I don't think that there's anything to it. I think maybe for whatever reason, Blaney's name was in his head and he just said it. But... If you're going to dissect it in that manner, yeah, actually, th that is quite interesting that he would say Blaney's name and not Austin Dillon or Kyle Larson's name. So, you know, yeah, if you're one of those people that are going to read into it, I totally see what and I totally understand. I just don't think maybe he meant anything by it on a personal level. I think it, for whatever reason, Blaney's name was in his head and he just happened to say it. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe he had a brain fart and that's all he could think well, was yeah, with Blaney. Well, yeah, we know about having <laughs> brain farts. You know, going from the future to the past, I guess that's the opposite. Because mm -hmm. it's usually, no, is it usually past, future, oh, or future past? Yeah. But regardless what it is, we're going back to the past. Right. Um, there was a great article, I forgot if it was on Fox or NBC, about the veteran void. And I feel as if this quote sums it up. I'm going to be sad when... Tony leaves just like people were sad when Jeff left. But to Tony's point, or I guess to Brian Francis' point, oh, dare I ever side with anything that this guy says? But, you know, to <laughs> well, we his got it point, on record. <laughs> yeah, to his point, there were stars before the stars and there will be stars after the stars. Yeah. So this veteran void is going to be filled. You have drivers like Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski and these up-and-comers like a Chase Elliott and a Kyle Larson that are somewhat filling the void. The problem with for me and other old NASCAR fans is that there's no boxing. There's no action. There's a little bump and grind, but that's that. I mean, one of the reasons why people were so excited that Tony won, yeah, because he was Tony, but because he bumped for the win. Yeah. You know, going back to multiple conversations we had about Kyle Larson a few weeks back, like, don't be afraid to bump for the win. Right. Yeah, these young drivers are going to feel somewhat of the void that is being left by Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart, but are they really filling that veteran void? Yeah, it's possible that this whole void could be completely missed. Who's to say that it doesn't necessarily just smoothly transition over? It's a good possibility that this whole thing might just smoothly transition to the next generation of NASCAR drivers. 
I could totally see it happening. I could also totally see it happening if we do have a void where maybe there might be a couple of years of NASCAR just kind of being bland, maybe a little boring, if you will. But uh, regardless of what the circumstances are, I think it could go either way. But I think we're in a very unique position right now as far as the sport is concerned. I could see it smoothly transitioning over rather than having a a void. So I... Okay, well, let me ask you this. If each week you watched a race and there was no bumping and grinding, there's no villains, there's no heroes, there's nobody screaming, there's nobody actually getting out their car boxing, would you still love the sport each week? Because I feel as if now you're taking away the excitement. And that's good why... Point. No, very good point. I mean, I think it's just like anything else. I think I think it's just like being on the streets ourselves. I mean, every once in a while, you like to see somebody get road rage and, you know, kind of go off a little bit. It, it That's not on me, though. Like, right, as long as it's not on me. But you are right. Maybe, you know, me not thinking on that level... I think you're right. I think the, the sport does need that. I do want to see bumping. I do want to see grinding. I do want to see side swiping. I do want to see guys going at it. I want to see e- these guys get emotional. I want to see the drivers uh, get out and uh, throw their helmets at, at the car that took them out of the race or uh, say something afterwards and go at it like Jeff Gordon, Koslowski did, or, uh, you know, whoever it is. Just I, You're right. I think the sport does need that. So I don't want that to go away, but would I still be a friend if it went away I'd still be a fan but maybe just not as passionate as I would be if it was happening so yes the the answer to your question is yes I would still love the sport I just wouldn't be in love with the sport as much I will say this I often get question about why do I love NASCAR as opposed to Formula One or IndyCar racing. In fact, while I was in Las Vegas this weekend, I was down at Las Vegas Motor Speedway and I was hanging out with Exotics Racing, you know, testing a few cars. Yes, I got behind the wheel of the Lamborghini. There's a funny video of me yeah, I didn't understand why my eyes was running, my nose was running. I'm that's never happened to me. I guess because I was. You, you were know, that nervous? No, I I think the air conditioner was on. I'm not quite sure why, but nonetheless, you know, before I got in the car, the owner came out. We chit chatted. Really nice guy. Again, if you guys are ever in Las Vegas or in Fontana, make sure to get behind the wheel of. A Lamborghini, a Ferrari, they have the Mercedes GTS. There are a bunch of cars that you guys can jump behind. But nonetheless, I got into a conversation with the owner, and he is a huge IndyCar fan. He He's an IndyCar fan first and some F1. And mm-hmm. in fact, I posted some photos on Twitter. Our Twitter account is Turns No Breaks. And I'm sure you really didn't think you were going to get through an episode without us giving a shout out to our Twitter account. But nonetheless, (laughs) he had some great photos on the wall of Nikki Lauda and and Cena and all these Formula One champs and IndyCar champs. But nonetheless, we got into this conversation. He asked me, why do I like NASCAR? And I said, because I'm attracted to the drama. And I feel as if in Formula One and IndyCar, there is not a lot of drama. Of course, you know, you have guys like Tony Kanan. There are drivers that you become familiar with, Mm -hmm. but there is no drama. And NASCAR, people love the drama, but we're quickly getting away from the drama because the powers to be want to clean up the sport. People evolve 
but emotions will always keep fans there. So right. if you take the emotions out the sport, what do you have left? Cars going in circles. You yeah. know what? I can get in my car. That's a pretty nice car that goes pretty fast when I put the metal to the pedal and go in a circle and watch myself. Then it goes back to what people always say about NASCAR in general. Oh, it's boring. All they do is turn left, it's turn left, turn boring. left, turn it's left. It's a soap right. opera Absolutely. if you get into it. And, and there's totally a backstory behind everything. And then there's fights. Yeah. And there's the good guy, the bad guy, or as what we said earlier, the villain and the hero. Yeah, because you, you want to see that emotion. You want to see these guys get into it. At the end of the day, Tam, I totally agree. It's a sport, and just like any other sport, you want your players, your drivers, or whatever the athlete is, you want them to be passionate, and you want them to play, drive, and do whatever it is that they do it. Any particular sport, you want them to do it with the best ability that they can, and you want them to be passionate. You want them to be motivated. And if, you know what, having having a fight or two in a, during a NASCAR race or after a NASCAR race or before a NASCAR race, so be it. I'm down for that. Let, let me put it in perspective. Daniel Suarez tweeted, that sumo fight has been so far the best part of NASCAR trucks race. Now, that is a driver who's basically saying the fight. And if you guys don't know, we're talking about that crazy fight at the end of the NASCAR truck series race mm -hmm. with John West Townley and Spencer Gallinger. <laughs> and what a fight it was. I don't know if anybody saw this fight. But well, you, you guys, have it, we know you saw it. I'm sure you saw NASCAR. it. But if for whatever reason you didn't see this fight, you have to go and look it up. Google it. I'm sure you can find it. And it was probably one of the funniest, worst, whatever adjective you want to throw in there, it probably was it. it I couldn't tell if it was a wrestling match, if it was fake, uh, it was real. It was I, real because I, I mean, it was too dumb and funny not to be. I, you know, I, I, let me just add another quote from Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He said, let them fight it out. Love it. That's what our sport was built on, the driver's emotions, hashtag NASCAR. Going back to what I said earlier, and, and I'll let Renee finish. This is my entire point. The sport was built on emotion. It was built on fighting. It was built on bumping, grinding, let them duke it out. Nobody gives two F-U-Xs. You really know what I'm saying. Nobody gives two mm, mm -hmm. about NASCAR trucks. But this fight brought it to the national stage. Right. And and I thought what was so funny about this whole particular fight in general was like, I understood why they were fighting because they crashed each other out and it just got heated. But like I said, it started off kind of like, what's going on in and then they they started rolling around on the on the pavement. But I thought what was they more WWE. Yeah, they did go WWE. I, you know what? I thought they were gonna undo their NASCAR suits, and there was gonna be wrestling wardrobe underneath them. <laughs> you know, nobody was paying attention to them. Nobody was trying to break these guys up. Nobody even came in to like try to intervene. They just let them keep going. Okay, as Delaney Harvick said, Kevin Harvick's wife, who is very entertaining on. Twitter if you have not seen her Twitter account. Make sure to follow her at Delena Harvick. She actually wrote, I also enjoyed that not one safety worker gave two and she used the emoji sign for poo-poo. I don't want to say the S word, but she basically said, I also enjoyed that not one safety worker gave two poo-poos about the scuffle. 
Yeah, that tells you how intense that they thought that fight was as well. And then out of nowhere, they end up separate. Well, they didn't end up separating, but they but, just got tired. Yeah, they, they, ran, like, out they ran out of smoke. <laughs> You know what? And speaking of smoke, he of course he had a lot to say about that too, because he oh was, my goodness he was a quote machine. Smoke actually said, "I can't wait for Tuesday because I told NASCAR Vice Chairman Mike Hilton, I've been waiting for this day for a long time to see how much you get fined for a fight." He laughed at me. Smoke also went on to say, "I said, well, look at it this way: I've got a lot of scores to settle with people, and I've only got." Six months to do it. I've just got to figure out if it's economically feasible to do it. So basically, he's quote, saying unquote. that, yeah, quote, <laughs> unquote. He's basically saying he has a lot to get in, as in some scuffles, some WWE fights what you, or whatever. What do you think he means by that? That he has a lot to get in, so. <laughs> you think he was playing or you think he's actually serious? Uh, well, you know with what? Tony Stewart, yeah, you know, you never know. <laughs> he could be serious. Well, Joey Logano, watch out. I was going to say, I don't know. Who else is on his... Uh, who else was on that uh, on list his, of his? Uh, S-H-I-T list. Um, I can't even remember. So he, uh, See, that goes to show you, like, he's been so irrelevant for, for a, a hey, minute. Hey, hey, Not hey, irrelevant, hey, hey. but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's kind of almost fallen off. You kind of almost forgot about him for a minute, and then you forget I all the other stuff that could. But you know what I mean? Just like in, in NASCAR fans in general. I mean, unless you were, unless you're his a fan of his... You know what I mean? You just kind of like just fall off by the wayside, you know, especially when your your name is not being said so much. It's like out of sight, out of mind. You know, it, it kind of falls into yeah, that Yeah, I thing. mean, I, I get that. I mean, because to be honest, I forgot Martin Truex came in for yeah. at Sonoma because it was so much hype for that week. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a NASCAR thing. It's just the way life is with yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Totally Things agree. happen so fast the news evolves, we're on to the next. I mean, yeah. I don't want you guys to be like that with this podcast. I want you oh, to re- gosh, no, yeah. re-listen each week. But, yeah, things change. You know, one thing I wanted to add, because Tony was just, like I said, in the quote, he was a quote machine this past Sunday. Tony actually also added some comments and said, hey, I'm all for it. I'm glad to see somebody has some emotion and actually did something with it. I'm going to live my life through him for this week. At least I did last night. And he was actually referring to uh, John West. Oh, cause he, quote, unquote. Yeah, quote, unquote. Because he also said that he was going to go to Zaxby's and eat chicken all week just in support of John West. And for <laughs> you guys that don't know, John West family owns Zaxby's, a chicken joint. Well, they sell chicken. I don't want to call it the chicken joint. Well, how, how good is that chicken? I'd like to know. Yeah. So, I love me you some know, chicken. even Tony, it, it seems like. The old school drivers like the emotion. They like the passion. They they want to see it. Whereas there were some drivers who was like, uh, you know, whatever about the fight. I know me personally, it was entertaining. I don't even know who these guys are because I don't know anything about truck series. Well, I just, and I'm a true NASCAR fan. Yeah. I just don't have time to keep up with truck Xfinity. This that cup is just too much. Well, I just think so. When you get to the cup. Sorry to cut you off. When a driver gets to the cup, I know everything about him. But before then, I don't really care. Well, if there's another fight that happens in a truck series or a NASCAR series or whatever series, I hope it's a heck of a lot better than that one because that was just painful to watch. Uh, In any case, let's wrap up this episode with uh, a little bit of predictions of what we got coming up for the uh, next race. 
Well, before we go into predictions, Renee, I got to give you the fan comment of the week. Oh, okay. That's right. I almost totally missed that. Let's go with the fan comment of the week. Tim, take it away. So the quote this week is not from a fan. Oh, well, I guess, Renee, drivers are fans as well. So yeah, I guess are. he is they a fan, be. but he's a driver. It comes from your favorite, favorite, favorite driver, Dale Jr., Dell Jr. tweeted, flying home with Jamie McMurray and Ryan Newman. One of today's goals was not to wreck them. Ryan has now taken his shoes off. I have regrets. <laughs> Basically, Dell, Jamie, and Ryan, I'm sure, were on their private jets. And like Dell said, Ryan took off his shoes and it was what it was. Hey. Jamie tweeted back at Dell and said, he is in the back of the plane. The scent has not made it up here yet. And then in response to that, Dell Jr. replied in and said, Guy bragging on how big his plane is. Update, I have now removed my shoes to battle with Newman. There you go. And somebody's probably going to need to crack a window. Yeah, so they had a, a funny <laughs> Twitter exchange. We screenshot some of the tweets and posted them on Twitter. But, yeah, you guys make sure to check it out. Our Twitter account is Turns No Breaks. So now we're going to go into some predictions, predictions, predictions. It's time for Tim and Renee's Race Predictions. Okay, so we got the race coming up this week at Daytona. And what an awesome race it's going to be. I think right now I can throw out any name and I don't even know if, if it'll even stick. I'm this close to saying, hey, Tony Stewart could win this race too. But I'm not going to go with Tony Stewart. <laughs> Although I think he could finish in the top five, and I, I think he might even finish in the top ten. I think I'm going to go with a, a name that you said earlier, and I know sometimes I say this name every once in a while, but I really got a feeling that this guy is due, and I feel like it's going to happen. I think Kevin Harvick might win this say race. Kevin Harvick. I think Kevin Harvick might win this Daytona race. If I'm going to give a dark horse, don't be surprised if you see Dale Jr. pull out a W with this one. Okay, so you guys... Please don't be surprised. You guys know I always give you some history. So, we run in Daytona twice a year mm -hmm. in February and July. Research has shown for the last five years for the February races, in 2016, Hamlin won. So, our last Daytona winner was Denny Hamlin. 2015, Logano. 2014, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 2013, Jimmy Johnson, and 2012 was Matt Kenseth, a name we haven't heard. Ooh. Have we even talked about him this year? Yeah, we have, actually, <laughs> but it's been a while. It's been yeah, a few episodes. I guess it's out of sight, out of mind. There you go. So our July winners for the last five years in Daytona have been Earnhardt in 2015, Almarola. Really? Won Daytona. Eric Almarola? Yes, and he won Daytona in July 2014. Jimmy Johnson in 2013, which meant that, or which means Jimmy swept because he won the February and the July race yeah. in 2013. Tony Stewart won in 2012. Mm. And Reagan. David Reagan. Dang. Wow. Now, we've never talked about him on this show. I know we've show. never talked about David Reagan. Yeah, as, and he won in 2011. In all of the eight episodes that we've done. <laughs> yeah. Now that you guys have the history, I'm going to tell you my prediction. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Oh, we don't need a drum roll. Okay. I'm going mind. for Dell Jr. There you go. You know, Dell Jr. love him some fast tracks. Yeah. 
He loved himself some Daytona, too. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to go with Dale Jr. because he's not in the chase yet. Now, I have a dark horse. Ooh, here we go. Dark, dark, real dark. This is going to blow you. Okay. Ooh, I'm I like going with Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Chase Elliott. Oh, get out. You want to know why? Oh, I'd love to hear this. Because Elliott won the Xfinity race in 2016. Mm. And let's not forget he sat on the pole earlier this year. That's right. You're absolutely right. So I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. And just one other little side note. Dylan actually won Daytona in 2015 in the Xfinity race. How about that? But he's not my pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. But I'm just giving you a fact. No. So, in fact, I'm going to even go further with a third. There we go. Here we go. Ladies love smoke. Hello. A dark, dark, dark horse. <laughs> no, he's not He's not a dark horse. It's just that my mind and my heart is with Dale Jr. for right. this race because Dale's not in a chase. He loves him some Daytona. Mm-hmm. He loves fast tracks. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Earnhardt. But I also feel as if Chase is right there. So it's a possibility he can come in and do something. Absolutely And correct. then Tony is on a high. Yeah. And who, wait, oh my God, Tony, yeah, Tony is my top three. I'm not even going to tell you guys what I was thinking. Just know it was a oh my God moment. <laughs> I may share it with you guys later. <laughs> if not, I may share it on Twitter. Awesome. And listen, guys, uh, please, by all means, we'd love to hear what your picks are. We'd love to hear what you have to say about any of the topics that we talked about on any of the episodes. And uh, listen, you can hit us up on our social media and by all means, we love to hear your feedback. We really do appreciate it. And if you know anybody else that's a NASCAR fan that would love to listen to our podcast, please pass it along and you can follow us on our social media. We are at Turns No Breaks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And the website is, because everybody always has to add the mm-hmm. www, all turns no breaks. So on all social, we're turns no breaks, and the website is all turns no breaks. The show is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. Google Play, you have no excuse. If you're in the car, hit iTunes. If you are at your computer, check us out on SoundCloud. We got you covered. And where can they find you on your personal social media? On personal, I am at I am Sincerely Tam. And you can find me on my personal social media as well. You can find me at It's Renee Garcia. That's my Snapchat handle and my Instagram handle is all the same. Please find me at It's Renee Garcia. Follow me. Follow her. Come back. Listen to us again. We will be here again next week doing the same thing that we love to do. And that's talking NASCAR. For Tam, I'm Renee. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 